<laughs> so now now we can sit here awkwardly and yeah and i'll, I'll not, try. not look at each other well i think we could start with the little eric mouth sounds okay. if you're up for it welcome to the foul drawer you've been here before welcome to the foul drawer we opened up the door look what came out Wild drawer. <laughs> that was really good. Have you been practicing that? I've been practicing tunes and jingles. Uh, I like to imagine that you pulled out a piece of paper where you had written all that down and, and kind of already had the melody in mind and, you know, I've been practicing it for weeks and now you finally got to do it on the big stage. Yeah, I felt like a, I was like um, Eminem in the, <laughs> in the eight mile. Yeah. My, my palms are sweaty. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, fun fact about that movie my my one of my good friends when we used to live together we used to just put on the final rap battle from eight mile yeah like probably every other day like he just got us amped up you serious that's funny <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> it's really good uh so it's been a while how uh how have you been things have been going crazy for both of us uh things are good man just i've uh, been transitioning a little bit um things are good um i did listen to the past two episodes that we last recorded, yeah. I guess yeah. So, that, that we last released. Last, the last two that we released were actually, I believe, the second and third episodes that we ever recorded. Uh, you remember the first one we did that we never released? We were outside, and then the next one was inside. I think that was the one we released two weeks ago, and then we did the the third one last week. And so, what what were your thoughts as you listened to those? Uh, my thoughts were, I couldn't believe it was that long ago. Um, yeah, first of all, yeah, that's a good point. And let me turn down my sound a little bit right now. Okay. I approve. Although I think you sound great. All right. So my thoughts were that I can't believe that those actually took place that long ago. Yeah. It, so that was uh, September, right? Yeah. Because in fact, I was like, man, Sam just got these recordings out of order. He doesn't know. Um, <laughs> because some, I think some of the topics sounded familiar. Um, so I don't know if we just kind of talk about the same thing over and over yep. again. Which that I think may, we've, we've that talked about that before. Yeah. Um, that's when you gave up, I guess, meat around that no, time. I came back to meat. You came back to me. That's all right. You came back to meat. Yeah. Um, and the Mighty Ducks. I remember these conversations, but again, <laughs> I don't remember them being such a long time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, maybe, that was just funny to me. Maybe we did. I think when we realized that we weren't releasing those, maybe we did rehash some of the stuff that we had talked about early on. So maybe we did have versions of those conversations more recently. But yeah. I had the same thought that it did not seem that long ago that we were recording those episodes. Uh, and and it, I didn't realize that I have come back to meet only, you know, only that recently. It feels, <laughs> it feels longer. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I also think that it, we sounded very comfortable. Like it wasn't like it – I think I – think, in my mind, we sounded more awkward on those early ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's another recording of us. I think we might have edited it and released it where we did talk about the file drawer and what that meant. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know oh. we talked about it more than once. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was good with it, though. I, as I was listening through, because honestly, I don't know if I listened to the entire thing before I, you know, edited it and put it up. And I wanted to make sure. Remember, we had an episode where you and I just bumbled through trying to explain a p value? Yeah, that's what we okay. That's what we bumbled through. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. we didn't. I don't think we nailed our explanation of the file drawer uh, on that latest episode either. Uh, yeah. but it wasn't as bad it as was... the p value conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we were both very embarrassed. Uh, um, the other thing that struck me as I was listening to uh, you know our own podcast was that 
early on, we had definitely more of a psychology focus, I feel like. I feel like we were more on topic early on. We were. We were. So I hope You were he, smarter back then. <laughs> we were smarter back then. <laughs> um, I haven't read any sort of org or psych literature in such a long time, mm-hmm. um, or it feels like such a long time. Yeah. Really getting into it, but uh, I know I haven't sat down with an academic article in a while, and this actually kind of connects to another thing that I have on our topic list here, which I am very quickly realizing that I am extremely good at this fake productivity reading, whereas like I read books that are ostensibly related to our topic, you know, to our our field, you know. So I'll sit here and read a Drucker book for three hours. And feel like I'm being productive when in actuality, if I'm being very honest with myself, I'm not at all. And okay. I'm going I'm to have to figure this out because that's, that's not helping me get closer to finishing my degree. It's just an enjoyable – it's related to, my art degree, to the degree, but it's not helping me finish. Yeah. What I should be doing is reading academic articles. But yeah. when I have some time to sit down and read, my, my first thought is let me, get, let me pull open – the latest um, articles that I need to read. That's not usually my, my thought. And somehow I need to develop that into my, my first thought. Yeah. Or even like, I mean, even if it sort of steers you in the right direction of, say you read that article and then you say, okay, how does this apply? Or how has this uh, either been examined in the academic literature? You know what I'm saying? It may lead you to yeah, and something I was, academic to read. I, I, meant, I meant academic literature. I need... Somehow I need to change my my go-to reading to be more academic-focused, at least until I'm done with the degree. Then yeah. I can go back to just reading kind of the um, popular business and, and psychology. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'm trying to figure out a way. I mean, I just want to make sure every move and step I take is taking me closer to finishing my degree. And that sounds um, like a song. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, are, you part, are you part of any um, – Professional organizations where they send you like the, 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 the monthly, uh, you know, journals and things like that? I am not, which is a problem that I should probably rectify at some yeah. point. So like Academy like, of Management and PSYOP, you know, with those, I don't think you have to get the paper copies, but you get access to uh, – I think the paper copies are good because you, when you get them, you tend to – at least I tend to thumb through them. Yeah. Um, bathroom reading, man. Yeah, bathroom reading, things bathroom like that. Bathroom reading for nerds. Um. So yeah, check, check check that out because at least it, that'll give give you something sort of a diverse um, uh, d- uh, uh, articles or whatever diverse set of articles yeah. to kind of thumb through and keep your um, nose to the ground in terms of uh, <laughs> academic literature. Well, I think what I what I kind of realized is that I don't have a good workflow right now for staying on top of the latest academic reading. Yeah. Like I'm really good. I, I'm a very active Twitter follower. I've really curated or a Twitter user, I've, I've really curated who I follow and those people all share interesting, relevant articles to the field, but not academic articles. But I'm very good at finding things to read that are non-academic, but I don't, and then, and then putting them either into Instapaper or, you know, I've got a whole workflow around staying on top of that stuff, but I don't, I haven't figured out what that looks like for academic writing. I mean, usually I'm going to Google Scholar to try to find specific articles about specific topics, but mm-hmm. I need... I need to f- figure out a workflow where I can just be somewhat informed about just the latest stuff that's, that's coming out. Yeah. And doing what you just said is probably a good step in that direction. But I need to figure that out. I'm going to make a note of that. And also, um, I mean, I know you didn't solicit advice. but uh, uh, I want it. Give you, it to me. But if you can, maybe attend. I mean, this is kind of more uh, sporadic. But if you can, either go to work or somebody or, you know, if you can pay yourself, 
to uh, go to a conference, at least just one conference a year. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's like a, you know, a couple of days of just immersion and everything that's, true. that's going on, you know. So I really okay. enjoy conferences when I was able to go to them. Do you have any on your calendar right now? Uh, no, <laughs> no. We need we need to coordinate so we can reunite at some at some uh, conference. Yeah. yeah uh, one that I that just happened that I did not go to IPA, the International Positive Psychology Association conference, just happened. I think last weekend. Okay. Um, but I did not go. I went to the one that was in Los Angeles two years ago, two okay. and a half years ago. Um, conferences can be very hit or miss for me. I feel. Like the signal to noise ratio in a lot of conferences is very out of whack. Yeah, uh, I very rarely leave a conference thinking like, "Man, that was an excellent use of my time." Sometimes they're fun, and, and I guess you have maybe it depends on the purpose of going to the conference. But a lot of times I leave conferences just feeling like I I got hit with a lot of information, but I'm not really sure how useful most of it was. Yeah, you know, the, the, it it might be slightly different for you and I because. I've also never been to Sciper Academy, so yeah, that's, that's different probably. The topics are different. Uh, at those conferences, this is advice I got a long time ago, so I'll pass it along. along but uh, really planning out like those bigger conferences, like Sciper or Academy especially. I've never been to that yeah. one, but I've been to Sciop. Um, you know, you can get the schedule beforehand, and really planning out what you want to see beforehand yeah. helps you focus. Because you're right, there is a lot of noise. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of workshops. There's a lot of presentations. And, and, and there might be a lot of things that you might be interested in. But um, sort of doing a pre-planning yeah. <laughs> of what you want to see, you know, get, getting the uh, um, schedule and all that stuff is probably like the best approach. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So, I mean, I, I, I feel like I did that, but probably didn't spend enough. Like morning of like flipping through the, the, you know, the manual or whatever, to, the, the program to figure out what I want to go to. But actually spending some time and really thinking it through and getting some advice and seeing what's supposed to be good and, and who's doing what is probably what I should do next time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm in New York now. Okay. Not a very good segue, but I want to <laughs> paint, I want to paint a, a word picture for you. Okay. Um, so I am sitting here in uh, the, the apartment that I am subletting, and it's, I've closed all the windows because I don't want any street noise, and I've turned off the fan uh, because I don't want the fan noise on, on mic. And I'm about three, or, I'm on the third floor, so you know, heat goes, goes up. So how, what is my clothing situation right now, do you think? Um, the same as mine, maybe. <laughs> Um, okay, let's see. I am sitting here in my boxers. <laughs> I'm standing here in my boxers. Oh, you're, st- you're standing. All right. <laughs> nice. Uh, sta- I'm standing because I don't have any chairs yet. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so this is the Nearly Naked uh, podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Uh, well, I, I by the end of this episode i may be somewhat delirious because i can feel it getting warmer in here so is there ac in your apartment no. is there like a, there's no unit uh box there's no, no nothing <laughs> you got you got box fans are you gonna get some box fans i got uh i have an oscillating fan okay that's just kind of sitting here looking at me forlornly right now but your place now it's temporary because yeah. you are looking at other places, and well, but most of those apartments up there don't have fans. No, yeah. they don't have AC. They, they don't have AC. Have, have fans. Yeah. Which, growing up, our house in Michigan 
didn't have AC. We just had uh, we had an attic fan and then just a bunch of box fans. So I, I, I grew up in this kind of climate. I should be okay. But my four years of California living have made me weak. And yeah. my skin has kind of forgot what humidity is like and, and that I need to sweat to, to cool down. Because <laughs> uh, there is so much water in the air here. It's, ugh, it's, ugh, it's clammy. It's <laughs> clammy and hot. Uh, well, make sure you go buy yourself some Gold Bonds medicated powder for your, I, uh, you for your nether region. And just you, pa- tap them in the morning. Tap them in the morning. <laughs> you have hit the nail on the head. I have some of that. <laughs> I don't have it with me. And yesterday I was thinking I would pay a lot of money for someone to deliver some Gold Bonds. Right? Uh, oh, uh, that's a, a miracle product that I currently – I actually – once we finish recording this, I'm going to go on a, on a, a store run, and I think that may be top of the list. <laughs> yeah. So uh, is, the, is the place that you're living in pretty pretty decent? I mean, you don't have to, like... Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a great location. So I'm in the, in the East Village. Uh, listen to me use uh, New York yeah, uh, I mean, knowledge and geography. <laughs> East Village is nice. There's a lot of cool restaurants and coffee shops and stuff around. Uh, it's in Manhattan. The apartment is small, but, I mean, all apartments in New York are, are small. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's an, it's an, it's a nice place. I I like it here. It's it's cool. But I need to find my my permanent place. I'm going to be going out. I've basically scheduled an entire day of apartment viewings tomorrow nice. to try to find something. I'll, most of them out in in Brooklyn because it's it's a this location that I'm in right now is probably a little bit outside of my price range. Yeah. So I got to move a little bit further away. So um, I know that you drove home with a bunch of stuff. I'm assuming yeah. it all fit in your car. Did you have to leave anything? Yes. Uh, no, I got everything into my car. I mean, I had to, I got rid of my bed and, you know, the couch and my desks and desk chairs. I sold or, or recycled, uh, all of that stuff, but everything else I was able to get into my car. Yep. Cool, man. Barely. barely. It was, it was a tight fit. And, uh, is that stuff in storage right now? Or, or I guess it's just at your parents' house currently? Yeah, it's, it's at my parents' house. Uh, I packed everything up into boxes so it's ready to ship to me once I have an address. Got you. So I'm not going to have them ship it to me while I'm subletting here because I don't want to have to then move stuff again. Uh, so basically for this month, I just have to make do with what I brought. So some clothes and my computer and obviously my podcasting mic. Yeah. You'll have to um... – Essentials. You'll have to shoot me your address too when you get it, because I saw I was uh, in the store the other day and I saw something that was cheap and inexpensive, but it made me think about you. I was like, ah, Sweet. I had to get this for Sam, but then I was like, how will I send it to him? So <laughs> I didn't get it yeah. at the time. But uh, all right, <laughs> I'll, I will. There, if there's one way to make me give you my address, it's for the receipt the, the receipt of a gift. Um, Happy so, to do that. So what are you? Oh. So what are you using to record right now? Just the computer? Uh, no, I've I've got my mic. Okay, yeah, you do. Okay, I brought it. Yeah, you brought, the I mean, here. brought my brought my mic. Yep, because uh, I knew this is important stuff. We have to. I was looking forward to recording, so I wanted to make sure I could could do it well. Yeah, our fans deserve the best audio that we can possibly give. Still don't know how many people listen to this, but whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So how was the how was the drive across country? Uh, it was great. I really I enjoyed doing that uh, quite a bit. Um, especially the western part of the United States. So I kind of went through Las Vegas, up through Utah, and then through the top part of Colorado through Denver. Oh, uh, nice. So all of that 
is really interesting. I mean, the geography is just incredible. I really, uh, really enjoy it. But once you get Jack, basically just just past Denver, oh god, it's terrible. Yeah, I'm sure. It's it is terrible all the way basically to Michigan. Uh, so my first two days of driving, actually for my first day and three quarters of driving, I loved it. It was great driving through the mountains. And let me just say, too, my car was a total champ about it. Yeah. Uh, my 98 Jetta was awesome. It didn't make any weird sounds. The only weird thing that it does is when you have the AC going for a long time, condensation builds up somewhere under the dashboard. Mm. And every time you turn, it just dumps water into the passenger side uh, footwell. Oh, wow. Uh, so my backpack got drenched the first day with, <laughs> with that. And then actually at the drive home from Kentucky to, to Michigan, my brother was in that seat. So his feet kept getting wet. Your car uh, was sweating, man. My car was basically sweating. And you know what? If that's the worst thing that a, 90, a 1998 car with 250,000 miles on it is going to do driving across the country, I'm okay with that. And you were uh, able to sell it, sell it back to the. I know, and I sold it back. I sold it back to the guy who sold it to me. That's awesome, man. For half the price that I bought it. Yeah, that's for. awesome. So it's not not bad. It was a. I was actually very sad to see it go. I'm, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. This car has seen some stuff and just keeps chugging along. Hey, maybe it's maybe it'll be there for you one day. Maybe if, if you maybe ever, I can buy it back from him. If you ever need like something just to put around in, you know. Uh, I would. I would welcome that reunion. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, the drive drive was good. Ended up in Kentucky. Spent a few days there with my grandparents and my family, just on vacation. Yeah, and drove home from from there. So it was good. And then basically spent the day at home, getting my affairs in order, meeting up with some friends and some family, and then flew out uh, the next day. Cool. Now I'm here, living the New York dream. Yeah, I'm actually nope. in Houston, Texas, right now. Nice. Yeah, so it good. seems pretty good though. It's on the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Still. Uh, I had to look up I looked up before we started recording where exactly Houston is. Like obviously I know where Texas is, but Texas is a big state and I didn't actually know where it was. But see it's pretty close to the coast, it looks like. Yeah, and I didn't realize that either. Um until like <laughs> I mean no, I realized it like, yeah. I guess some time ago, but definitely, you know, a couple of years ago I would never have thought it was yeah. right here. Well, I'm I'm having a sneaking suspicion that what you're actually doing is just trying to move as far away from me as possible. I, I, mean, I guess I'm technically back, moving closer though. Back to the East Coast, and then I come East Coast, and you go Houston. I mean, it's kind of messed up, man. <laughs> yeah. do, do you have do you, do we need, do we need to work something out here? No, um, no we're good. Man. I I enjoy these conversations, and I hope that we can keep it up <laughs> um, as you yeah. start as you start working stuff, man. Because I know things for you will get pretty busy. Yeah. Um, but this will be. This is the type of thing that I, I don't consider this work. You yeah. know, this is not a thing that stresses me out. I mean, obviously, we don't do a whole lot of prep work, so it's not like uh, I have to think. When I think of recording the podcast, it's not like, oh man, I got to do two hours of prep. Yeah, you know, we spent 15 minutes on a shared Google Doc <laughs> before this, just jotting us up. And this is honestly, this is the most preparation we've ever done for an episode. I think we have a list of like 15 things. Here. I know. It's incredible. I know. I mean, none of them are particularly deep, but yeah. It, but you know, we're kind of talking about moving and transitioning, and yeah. So, um, do you, what do you like about Houston so far? Uh, it's very diverse. Um, just kind of a, I would say, racially diverse or ethnically diverse. Um, it has a lot of uh, interesting food spots. 
Nice. Um, What's the, what have you what have you eaten so far? Had some Caribbean. I mean, also I don't have money, so um, <laughs> it's not like I'm going out and experiencing all these all these places. But yeah. uh, ate at a little Caribbean place. Cool. Um, ate at a German place that was pretty good. Both were really good food. Um, uh, I can't remember what else I've eaten. I've eaten some other stuff too. Uh, traffic can get bad, but it's not as bad as I would you know say other places. You've lived in in the L.A. region, so you you've been inoculated on traffic. That's what that's what I think. I mean, <laughs> you know, to get from like Claremont or the Inland Empire area to actual anywhere LA, in L.A. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's terrible, it's, and it's it's usually very vigilant driving all day, twenty four hours, even at night. I mean, I've I've uh, came back at like night or something like that, and it's just aggressive driving. Um, yeah. During the day, it's you know could be de- you know. Standstill traffic, uh, so yeah. yeah, nothing's gonna be that bad. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Really, just trying to get along now. Like uh, stuff. I don't really have anything, so nothing right. has arrived. <laughs> neither, neither do I. We we are living very uh, minimal lives right now. Yeah. And then um, trying to figure out how to save money, eat on a budget. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. See, you 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 have a note here about uh. About eating on a budget, the the accidental diet. I like that the yeah. way of, of thinking about it. So what 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 uh, what has been working so far? What what are your thoughts about uh, eating on a on a budget? Uh, obviously, trying to you know not eat out a bunch. Eat out. Well, yeah, that's um, like that's like step zero. Like it's almost yeah. impossible to eat on a budget and also eat out. Yeah, but uh, your, your your first point that you put on there, I think beans <laughs> are going to be the key. Yeah. Um, Right now, especially and, and not cans of beans, you got to get a big sack to try. Sack of beans, yeah, yeah. Uh, rice will be key. Uh, chicken, yeah. Um, yeah, chicken is usually pretty, especially if you get um, like whole chickens on sale. That's a good idea. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I need to get that. Because um, then, because then you can use the carcass to make uh, chicken stock, and then you can make your rice and beans better. Yeah. Um, don't oh, have don't nothing. have any kitchen uh, kitchen supplies yet, so I haven't really oh, got yeah. got into it yet. But um, yeah. Uh, stews, yeah, that's a good idea too. Um, and when I mean stew, what I basically mean is, uh, every, uh, leftovers of various sorts, throw them in hot water and cook them for a long time. That's all you need. Maybe throw a <laughs> yeah. bouillon cube in there. Yep. That's all, that's all you need. Yep. And, uh, but I, I, th- I think if you try to eat on a budget, but you try to do it in a healthy way, that's what the accidental, accidental diet is. <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to find yourself <laughs> buying staples, things you need. It's not going to be. Um, you're not going to be, I'm not going to be gorging myself either, you know? So yeah, right. Exactly. Well, and that's something that I've been trying to do better too, is that I know that I eat too quickly Mm -hmm. and because I eat too quickly, I often eat too much for what I really need. It's not like I'm huge, but I, we've talked about my cholesterol problems. (laughs) Um, so I'm trying to get a handle on that and it's not even that I'm necessarily trying to change up too much the types of food that I'm eating, but portion size and, and portion size as controlled by how quickly I'm eating. So I've been really trying to be mindful and deliberate about eating slower the past few weeks and it's going Oh, well. I see that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, I still get to eat the things that I want. I just eat less, but if you eat slower, you feel just as full. Yeah. And so it's, it's such a simple thing that I don't, un- it's, 
frustrating that I have to put this much effort into it, but yeah. I'm hoping it becomes just more second nature eventually. Yeah, and I think it will be. I mean, I've, I've also tried to practice that as well at, at different points in my life or whatever. But it also allows you to kind of, especially if you cook up something delicious, it allows enjoy you to sort it of, more. Yeah, enjoy it more and actually yeah. experience it. And the word that all these positive psychology people throw around, savor. Savor. The, the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's true. I mean, I read... I'll throw it in the show notes, although I notice that I say that a lot and then I never actually throw things in the show notes. So this may or may not be in show notes, uh-huh. a book called Mindful Eating that uh, I thought was pretty good. And it had some interesting ideas, some different thoughts around some ideas around the different types of hunger and that we actually eat for lots of different yeah. reasons. Yep. And most of the time, it's not because you are physically hungry. Exactly. Or, exactly. or like that your body really needs fuel. Uh, it's usually for a lot of other, you know, emotional or other, other reasons. So getting, kind of recognizing that a little bit more has been um, useful. And the other thing that really came out of that book that struck a chord with me is that the feeling of hunger is not, like mild hunger is not a bad feeling to have it's not you know harmful it's not something that you you need to do you know you know you need to be eating throughout the day to to always be not in that state you know you can you can feel mild hunger and recognize it and continue on with your day without any negative um you know ramifications and that was for whatever reason that was something that kind of struck with me because i've realized that i've treated avoiding hunger as like this primary thing that you know I just this is what you do you know if I'm feeling a little bit hungry I go get a snack but maybe I can can maybe I don't have to think that that way so that's that's something I've been playing around with a little bit and also mindfully picking the things to satiate that hunger though when you know so so if you are hungry uh haven't read any books but things I've sort of heard over the years is you know when you have that hunger you might be craving, let's say, you know, a big cheeseburger, but what's really right. the cause of that craving? Well, your body's telling you that you need probably some fats, maybe, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, like, like, like think about what other ways that you can satisfy what your body really is wanting versus yeah. that, you know, crappy, sloppy Wendy's burger. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But also, but, I do believe that, you know, our body becomes a like, – there's, uh, there's no sign I – mean, I, I don't – I'm not immersed in this stuff, so I don't know. <laughs> but your body becomes sort of addicted to wanting certain things yeah. that it doesn't really need, just because you know the the the, the amount of sugar and everything that we eat, uh, salt, and yeah, everything I mean, that we eat. Uh, our, our bodies are designed to crave fat and sugar and salt because evolutionarily, like we needed that stuff to survive. The problem now is just that. That stuff is not scarce. Yeah, it's so it's readily incredibly so easy, and and there's so much time and money and effort has been placed by on the behalf of the food industry, whether it's fast food or snacks or other processed foods, to make these foods as craveable and addictive mm-hmm. as as possible. So it's really pushing all of our evolutionary buttons that to to eat this stuff. Um, I got a double. I got a double cheeseburger maybe over a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I hadn't had McDonald's in. Well, I had McDonald's in a while, but I, I, you know, I don't eat McDonald's regularly. It's not yeah. sort of my go-to, or whatever. But so I bit into that thing, and I was just like, oh, you know, I can yeah. feel it coursing through my blood, man. <laughs> yeah, like it, 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 I felt like 
like a heroin addict or some something. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, oh, yeah. I know. know exactly what you're talking about because with my drive across the country, I was mostly eating fast food. And it was, it's, it's so like, in the moment, it's so enjoyable. Like, man, this double cheeseburger is incredible. This Egg McMuffin is really hitting the spot. And then like a half an hour later, I'm just hating myself and it feels... <laughs> It feels terrible. So, on, on your drive, where did you stop and take poops? Um, uh, I don't want to go into too much detail, but let's just say I changed my daily routine to instead of starting my day, uh, I like to end my day. Oh, man. So friend's house, hotel, grandma's house. Okay, so you didn't have to stop in between. That's good. Nope. You changed it up. And actually, I was really impressed with my body for being able to handle that. Like, I'm a pretty routinized person like i like my routine and you know i have a, i have a morning routine but when i was traveling i was able to flip it around and it worked out all right yeah thank you for being concerned though about my bowel health hey I man hey man if you're not going to take care of your colon i will that's <laughs> that sounds uh uh hold on a second uh uh, uh hold on a second um, uh good <laughs> and so i i did see jurassic park 4 you did yeah i did too. Wait, we didn't see this together, did we? We didn't. We did not see it together. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. It, you it like was it? good. It was good, I, man. I was so I thought the trailers were bad. The trailers left me very skeptical. I'm not going to say this movie is great. Yeah. But it was very enjoyable. Yeah, it was. In, it was entertaining. I mean, I think it was. Yeah, it was entertaining. entertaining. Just the same type of premise. I mean, of all the Jurassic Parks, I think. Yeah. I think. It followed suit of those, you know. Yeah. We think that we can tame a wild beast. The wild beast says no. Yeah. We have to defend ourselves and get away, and we come out triumphant. You know, yep. that, that's the movie. Yeah. So what's so? I, what I'm curious is what's the next one going to be? So we've tried <laughs> making a park twice, and space. neither one has worked. Space. It's okay. It's going to be All in right. space. Dinos in space. It, it has to be in space. It has to be or, like on some sort of space station or something. Or I think it might be. I don't. I feel like I've had this conversation, but it must not have been with you. So the next one is going to be dinosaurs in like a war situation. Like we've full on domesticated them, and it's going to be like Dino Riders. Do you remember Dino Riders? Uh, no, but it sounds like a cartoon. cartoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's going to be straight up Dino Riders. It's and then the movie riding, will. But then riding the... T-Rexes and, and Triceratops and fighting. It's going to be awesome. But the thing is, if it, it has to then change its premise. Yeah. To be interesting, but I have a feeling that it's not. It's going to be the dinosaurs aren't fully domesticated, yep. and then they start turn, to, you know, and turn, and then the whatever the two human groups that were fighting each other have to unite against have the to band dinosaurs. together against the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's then, it. Right, I'm calling then it, it. Then it creates world peace or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they re, they have to they have to extinct the dinosaurs. Yeah, and then mm. that's like just two steps from being Planet of the Apes. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, yeah. if you if you overthink. A movie about dinosaurs. Oh, uh, you can't. You can't. It, it, it's not going to be good because it's the no. movie's ridiculous. Yeah. But it was entertaining. And it was. And a, it, I was worried that Chris Pratt's character was going to be insufferable. Just from the trailers, I thought he sounded kind of dumb. Did we see in, Jurassic was, Park 4 together? I think we saw Jurassic Park 4 together. We did. We saw it in Claremont together, didn't we? Yeah, we, we, yeah, we did. We did see it together. Year. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I, was gonna, I was also going to say... Um, you um, had this conversation with somebody. Yeah, it, it, it's a, and it's a stupid conversation. So I figured I had it with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm not gonna lie because I, I was thinking about this. Um, 
you know, Chris Pratt in the movie was really good. And yeah. when he was working on that bike, I was like, ah, oh, I almost swooned a little bit. I was like, <laughs> I got I to do more push-ups. Yeah, me too. He was like, he's a good-looking man. And I was like, I got to do some more push-ups. Trains, Velociraptors, and rides a motorcycle. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The, the end of the movie, though, I'm like, okay, okay. I, I, I guess they just are like, oh, we, we have no ending. Let's just do this. <laughs> but, what? What do you mean with the 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 T Rex from the original Jurassic Park coming in and saving the day? Yeah, and that then, was a nice touch. And then um, the Velociraptor being wishy washy. The ro- ro- Velociraptor would be called a flip flopper probably <laughs> because of, who do I follow? Who do I follow? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that is true. The Velociraptors were incredibly easy to persuade, evidently. Yeah. Because they were pretty quick to turn on the humans when the big Velociraptor had something to say, but then. They saw Chris Pratt. I don't even remember the name of his character. They're like, you know what? We're going back the other way. So I'm I'm wondering what that conversation was like. Yeah, I I wish uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, the guy who was trying to get them to be the war machines, I I wish his character had a more important role because I just like him as an actor. I think Uh, he's incredible. He he got his comeuppance. He did. He did. A bit right on the hand. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So yeah, good good movie. I was pleasantly uh, surprised that it was ended up being pretty good. It was not like Jurassic Park three, which was just overall disappointment in my mind. I haven't. I still haven't seen that. I don't think. Yeah, I think. Remember, we we were going to watch it, and then we decided just to read the Wikipedia summary. Yeah. Yep. Yes, that is. <laughs> but I do. I saw Jurassic Park three when it came out in the theater uh, a long time ago, and I just remember leaving like being pumped that I just saw a bunch of dinosaurs, but kind of sad that the movie wasn't very good. Yeah. And so, so Inside and Out. You Inside that. Out. Have you seen Inside I Out? I haven't seen it, but I've seen people talking about it. I've seen buzz about it. Yeah. I have no idea what it's about. It's well, a kid's it's, movie it's, or is it not a kid's a, yeah, movie? Yeah, no, it's a kid's movie. It's, a, it's, it's Pixar. So, I mean, like a good Pixar movie, it's a kid's movie, but there's like a deeper level to it that adults can appreciate yeah. as well. And it's, it also has the added um, interest for us in that it's very a lot of psychology in it because basically the different characters are this little girl's emotions oh, wow. um like inside her brain and the 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 story or the journey is that basically the her the joy character and the sadness character kind of get sent out of the main control area of her brain and end up kind of having to do this journey through her brain um and there's a lot of interesting a lot, a lot of just kind of cool um imagery and metaphor for like long-term memories like this giant kind of library memories are these little marbles that have um you know the the memory kind of stored in them and and oh it's just i thought it was uh it was it was cool to see psychology treated in a interesting way um you know obviously it's not necessarily scientifically like right on the nose but there were some elements to it that I thought were pretty great and some good metaphors for explaining how things happen uh, in the brain. Yeah. And then there's also, uh, so the little girl, the main little girl, she is also a, a hockey player. So I got to see hockey be a part of a major Pixar movie, <laughs> but not in a stupid way like Muddy Ducks. <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to say, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's it was cool. good. So it, it's worth, I think it's worth, worth seeing. Yeah, I've, like I said, I've seen buzz about it, yeah. um, and I, I might have to check that out then. And it's, I mean, it, and it's also it's just it's funny too. Um, there's just uh, the characters are amusing. Um, the guy who the the anger character is, um, oh, who is it? Lewis Black. 
<laughs> uh, like he's he's great yeah. and uh yeah it's good you should see it yeah I'll, I'll check that out great um what the hell's a kneeling chair all right like a, i think i know what it is i think i've seen them in meditation centers before yeah it's it's one of these chairs that has a you know uh, a seat that you sit on but uh, it has you at an angle where you're slightly leaning forward and your knees are on two pads okay why why are you thinking about getting a kneeling chair um because I want to try out something different. Um, when I first heard about kneeling chairs, like maybe a year ago, or I don't know when I first heard about them, I was like, oh, these are interesting. And I've actually sat in one. I think one of our uh, colleagues or peers, I think she graduated, she graduated already, but uh, she had one. Um, and I think I tried it out. And I was like, I like this. And so it, re- it actually uh, reminds me. So, hey, it's supposed to be better for your posture, supposedly. And I, I'm putting up air quotes right now because I don't know. Uh, because it removes the back. I think we become reliant on the back of our chairs too much, and we're not kind of right. engaging our cores. Um, but on top of that, I think it sort of aligns your hips better. Okay. You know, um, and when I say better, everybody's sort of structural frame is, I guess, built differently, so it depends, right? Right. Um, but uh, just putting all that pressure on the, on, the, on the lower back may not be that good. And it reminds me of, you know, when, when I sat in the kneeling chair that my friend had, a while ago, it reminded me of how I used to sit in my seat, let's say in like high school, middle school or high school. And I remember people, I used to kind of hang from my seat. One of my uh, good buddies actually used to kind of make fun of me, goes, why are you sitting like that, man? And uh, 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 you need to, you need to describe this more. What do you mean you used to hang, like sit on the um, edge? Yeah. Like, so sitting forward on the edge of the seat with okay. knees sort of pointing downward. Uh, sort okay, of, I, you, I, know, sure. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and like toes kind of backwards a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I've got so, it. Uh, you know, not really, and obviously that wasn't the perfect way to, you know, um, sit, but I'm thinking maybe my, I was trying to compensate at the time for like being uncomfortable. Yeah. Just sitting on that lower, you know, on, with that pressure on my lower back or whatever. This is me just making up, you know, making <laughs> well, to a little sense I making. I know that the way that there's a, I don't know, remember what it's actually called, but something with our hips or our pelvis. Uh, a lot of people have like kind of like a tilted pelvis mm-hmm. that comes from just how we sit in chairs all day long. So I wonder if this might kind of counteract that. Yeah. I forget what that's called. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Like Anterior so- pelvic tilt. That's what I was talking mm. about. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of looking at it, pricing it. Do I want to spend money on it? Don't really have much money. If you do get a kneeling chair, you can never make fun of me for sitting on a medicine ball or not a medicine ball, like a, like a, a fitness ball, like I used to. <laughs> you know, so I feel like I feel like that's one step away from what I used to do. Um, I, you know, you know what? I, sorry, if, I didn't mean to make fun of you because I've, <laughs> I've actually I actually have a medicine ball that I have tried to use as well. Okay, um, so. I'm pretty sure maybe maybe I'm just projecting, but I thought you made fun of me, and I mean honestly, I kind of deserve it. I think I think you were bouncing at the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was. I was bouncing while while talking, which probably is not great mic technique. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I so I'm completely you know supportive of you getting a kneeling chair. Hopefully, it's better than my ball experiment because it was one of those things where it seemed like a really good idea, and then after like half an hour of sitting on the ball, it's like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. Well, I want a chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, keep us posted on your kneeling chair adventure. Kneeling chair adventure time. Kneeling chair adventures. Kneeling chair adventure time. Beautiful. 
Was, I've seen, like, I know I've seen them. I know it's supposed to be, a, it must be pretty comfortable because I've seen, I went to an all day meditation retreat and the leader of it used a kneeling chair the entire time. Oh, a weird, uh, I'm going to so. go in, I'm going to start using the chairs of weirdos. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and, I, and I say that in, with love. I like yes. those sort of, uh, I'm going to start being like, uh, talking like this. Okay, Sam, now we're going to begin our podcast. <laughs> Little ASMR, I, yeah, blast from the past. Well, hold on. If you get a kneeling chair, does that mean you have to get like a some, like a short desk and a short table? No, I think it uh, actually will be the same level. I think it's oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Well, never mind. Uh, so yeah, what else is going on? Uh, see, I see you're thinking. Uh, we've talked about you potentially getting an Apple product. Yeah. Uh, where, where are you at with that? Uh, I'm very close mm. to. Um, getting one actually. Are you thinking got, desktop or laptop or uh, probably a desktop because I want something powerful. Nice. Uh, and that, that's the thing about Apple's product line, man. It's confusing. Um, confusing. <laughs> how is how is it confusing? All right, maybe it is. Tell in in terms it, of, I don't think it. It it's it's probably well done for them from a business standpoint. Um, but part of me is like, I just. A the the part of um, them now totally eliminating eliminating the ability to upgrade after purchase. Um, they used to have a couple of computers that you could at least add some RAM to. Um, right. I mean, that you, if you wanted to go Mac Pro, yeah, but a Mac Pro now is not like consumer grade in any way, unless yeah. you're doing a heavy duty. Well, the iMac video isn't audio. either. The iMac. What do you mean consumer grade? Well, I mean the. Basically, the only people who should be buying Mac Pros, so basically the little trash can looking thing. Oh yeah, yeah, those are uh, are some like video intense. Those yeah. So yeah. the Mac Pro is an intense workhorse, which I'm not but obviously not. Thing, but you can you can do stuff to that one, but that's not really yeah exactly looking for. That's way too much computer than I would yeah. ever need. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about right now. I'm looking at the iMacs, and I'll sort of sort of break down my opinion of all. Actually, you know, before I talk about that, I'll talk about even the notebook. So we've already talked about the MacBook One, the, the new one that's out, the yeah. new MacBook. I finally got to type on that, by yeah. the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like – I think I like how the keyboard feels. Yeah. I could see myself getting pretty used to that and enjoying it. It's a, it's a very attractive piece of hardware. It is, but I'm like, who is that made for? And if it's – Right. If it's, it's made for – made for me right now. Yeah. If I had a desktop – and I had money and I wanted to also have a laptop, I would get that. So for me, I mean, it's probably well-made, but the price point on that seems extremely high for it being so simplistic. You know, oh, it's like, or you're paying for the lightweight of it, lightweightness yeah, the, the of it. Mobility. But in terms of it, it sustaining uh, life after, let's say, two, let's say three years, like some of those old MacBook Pros, you know, people still have them and all that thing, everything. Yeah. Um, I imagine as they improve the operating system, as you start downloading different programs, it's not going to have enough RAM in it. You know what I'm saying? Well, and here's what I think, too. The way to think about Apple products is you really do need to think about what your use case is. And there's actually a great review written by a guy who I follow online called uh, Matt. I think his last name is Gemmel or Gamel or something. Uh -huh. But he wrote a good review about this new MacBook, basically saying if you do what he does, which is he's a writer, essentially. Yeah. If you're a writer and you don't record podcasts or do video stuff, really, if you're basically just a writer, this is a perfect, perfect uh, computer for you. But if you're trying to do other things, you shouldn't buy this computer expecting to be able to do those. Like you, it's, it's not just everybody should buy this and it'll be fine no matter what. You have to think about the type of stuff that you do. And given 
that you are doing, you know, stats stuff and we record a podcast. Like this probably shouldn't even really enter uh, consideration because it's not at least at this current iteration, this this, this uh, version of it is not really designed for the type of stuff that you're going to have to be doing. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I know all that. I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, this is definitely not what I'm considering buying. I'm just yeah. kind of kind of going through my opinions. Right, of the, starting of my, from the beginning. Um, just because I do have an opinion, and yeah. my point was going to be because I had to look it up to confirm the price point on this. If that's what you're doing as a typist, and you're spending thirteen hundred dollars, yeah, I don't know, man. You you that. For me, that doesn't make sense from a consumer's perspective because you could get something else um, for half the price that legitimately you could – that would last a long time. Um, depends on what you get. Yeah, I think you'd have to be smart about the PC that you get. Um, if that's all you're doing is typing. Right. That's not – for me, it doesn't, doesn't make sense for me. Um, now, if you are doing other things, um, that's I guess where the Apple comes into play as being – having an advantage, uh, the more powerful computers. Um, again, if you're only typing, who cares about a re- – I don't know what the MacBook comes with. Does it have a retina? Yeah. Who cares about a retina yeah, display? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, no, no, no. But I, I think the retina display shines when you're doing text-based stuff. Text-based stuff? Okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's really nice. If you're, dealing, if you're looking at words all day long, looking at those words on a retina screen is so much better than a non-retina. I would have to take a look then yeah. and, and, and see. Um, all right. So what about the MacBook Air then? What are your thoughts there? Uh, the MacBook Airs, I like a little bit more. Um, yep. You got a couple more ports. Still I, incredibly mobile. In- incredibly mobile. I mean, I've seen other people use it, and it seems like yeah. if you wanted to kind of stretch it a bit, a little bit, do other things on it, you could. Yeah, um, I, I think I almost can, these are like the workhorse of the Apple laptops now. You think so? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, these are the most popular computers they make, are the MacBook Airs. Let's see. So let me look at the price points. And I think I, they are. I, I think it has a couple of different price points on it. I think one yeah. might start out. What about, um, so first about screen, what about screen size? Are you looking for something small or uh, something a little bit like 11 inch or a 13 inch? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, I'm going to be looking again. I'm not even looking at the MacBook air. Right. Right. For what I buy. But, but um, I would consider the larger screen because um, I think you can just, I feel like I'm more productive on a larger screen. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I have a 13-inch MacBook Pro, and I, I can't really imagine going smaller than that. Yeah, and um, I think people that don't acknowledge that are lying to themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I've seen people, they have to open up one thing, close one thing, you know, open up this. And it, it's, it's difficult to do work quickly if that's what, how you work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there, are some, there are some programs where I like to go into full screen mode. It kind of block out other things. Yeah. Um, you listen to uh, Accidental Tech Podcast, right? Yeah. Do you listen to the episode where John Syracuse talked about his usage of Windows? Um. And, Marco, <laughs> and Marco and Casey just like couldn't believe it because I guess Syracuse uses an insane number of windows with tabs all over his screen. By the way, I loved uh, – was it one of the past couple episodes or is it uh, an old yeah, one? I mean, it, was, it was probably two or three months ago. No, nah, I don't think I heard that, but I like that. I need to go back – well, I probably can't find that. But – um. I actually like that because that's how I use it, man. Like, I think you are very much like John Syracuse. I mean, so the, like the ability to open up a bunch of windows. I remember having this conversation with somebody years ago uh, on a Windows machine. Um, they're like, "Oh, you can't have have open a bunch of windows." I'm like, "It's called Windows." 
You know, you know what I'm saying? That's the advantage of all these systems is yeah. that you can multitask and do several things at one time. You know what I'm that saying? Point of a computer is to be if, able to if, do if, lots of things at one time. If I'm just typing at it, typing on it, yeah. well, let's go back and get an old word processor. Do make, maybe they make those get a now. You know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they make yeah. old small word processors. I don't know where, where, where that is. Um, but it, it's more than just word processing. It's more than just um, uh, using it as to look at video. You know, you know what I mean? Um, so I want to be able to open up multiple windows, multiple tabs. Yeah. And I want my computer to be able to, to sustain that. I actually just added um, more RAM to that. My computer that's just falling apart because I've dropped it so many times. So I'm not saying it's a great computer, but... That actually extremely helped uh, out. I'm recording on it right now. It extremely helped out in terms of me being able to open up more tabs yeah. uh, smoothly and stuff like that. It's a RAM issue. Um, How? I've never dropped a computer. How do you drop your computer more than once? Dude, it's, uh, it's, it's not being mindful of what I do. I'm kind of okay. uh, putting it in my book bag, not zipping up my book bag and kind of just running out or picking okay. it up. Things okay. like that. Yeah, things like that. All right. Right, uh, tripping over the cord. That's why I love the Macs in terms oh, of yeah, that, MagSafe. that Mag, yeah, that MagSafe stuff, man. Okay. Um, that's a big Got issue. All um, right. So um, MacBook Pro then. Uh, I'm not done with Air. Let me oh, continue sorry. with Air. Yeah, so with the, air. Uh, the Airs look good. Um, airs look good. Again, the price point for the 11 inch is pretty good. Uh, you know, I wish. No, even the 13 inch starts at a thousand, which yeah. is good. Uh, the Pro, I like the Pro. Um, that's what I'm rocking right now. Yeah, I, I like the Pro. Uh, you know, like the old school Pros. Um, I know those are still kicking it for people yeah, for years. Yeah, those are the ones. We talked a while ago about how you were convinced that there was still a, a computer that has a uh, an optical drive. Yeah. And I was like, no. And then yeah. I went to the same time I went to the Apple store to play with the, the new MacBook. I saw it. They do. They have the old MacBook Pros without a retina display yeah. have an optical drive. Yeah. So you were right and I was wrong. Yeah, so... Um, and I didn't just see it until now. I guess it has now has. I'm looking at the website now. It now has the Force Touch trackpad as well. I don't know if they just released this. I That's it, crazy, by the way. I thought and I just looked at this, I, man. I, this might be new. I don't know how new. No, this. They, 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 yeah, these they did update the MacBook Pros when? relatively recently. Okay. Uh, and within the last couple of weeks, I think they okay. added they added the Force. I think at the same time the Mac the new MacBook came out, they updated the they added the Force Touch. Okay. Um, uh, so they added the force touch to the retina display. Um, so I, I like that. The price points from the 13 to 15 inch, they jump so extreme. I, I, I would have to look at the specs to see what, what's different, actually. Yeah. And does it you know, have a lot of RAM? If that Pro, let's see. I feel like if you're going at, by 15, 15 is a big laptop. Like, yeah. I think you, you lose a decent amount of mobility. Portability. Between the yeah, from the thirteen to the fifteen. I mean, they used to make a seventeen, which was incredibly huge. You're right. But, I mean, I think if you're if you're thinking fifteen, oh, I mean, we you already said you're thinking about desktop anyway. But I don't know. I, I don't think I could rock a fifteen inch uh, laptop. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, so let's say you're going thirteen inch on this one because I've also like you know when you pick up Macs, these pros they're pretty dense. I mean, yeah. they oh, pack yeah, a lot yeah, into these yeah. things, so they look kind of um you know thin or thinner. Some other computers, perhaps, but you pick them up. They're they're heavy. They're solid. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're well made. They're, yeah. You don't really feel like anything is kind of wobbly or is going to break off. Exactly. Um, in terms of like resale value, though, I mean, I do, I do like these again, the older school pros because yeah. you can look at those and the resale value still looks good. I mean, as long as people aren't dropping them and things like that, yeah. they're probably okay. Yeah. Uh, if they had enough RAM in them in the first place, um, 
the memory on the sort of 13 inch is still eight gigabytes and i don't think i think you can buy it configured at 16 gigs but i wish they yeah. offered just two yeah. extra point ports so if you wanted to buy it now let's say you didn't have that much money right now and you want to after the fact get some uh uh, uh compatible let's say kingston or crucial different types of memory yeah. or whatever and throw yeah. it in there that that would make sense to me you know what i'm saying i did that i did when i had an ibook back in the day in undergrad i i bought some generic ram and upgraded my computer and yeah it was nice but yeah now you can't because the case is completely sealed yeah and for me i i don't know if they necessarily had to do that other than they wanted to have more control i mean it seems like they would still be able to keep their you know uh maybe not i'm not an engineer so who knows maybe maybe to achieve what they achieve they have to do it a certain way who knows but um the and then the, the issue here is the the 15 inch automatically comes with 16 gigabytes of RAM. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's crazy to me. Uh, but you, you're really not gaining. I'm looking at the specs right now. You're really not gaining a lot from the, the highest one being 2,500 uh, about. Uh, it's quad core, but it's 2.5 gigahertz. And so, you, like you said, at that point in time, you might as well look at the desktops. Yeah. And so that brings me to the desktops. Okay. It's probably so more... the iMac and then there's the iMacs with the Retina display. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let me talk about the Retina display. Okay. I actually have to look. And so I've never considered text. And if you're, I want to actually look at they've done studies or does it really help with eye eyesight, not vision? Like yeah. if it can keep a person that writes all day or, you know, doing something on the computer all day, keep their eyes from fatiguing, fatiguing or something like that. Yeah, I don't then it starts actually, making sense to me. I don't know about yeah any medical benefits other than I, my my experience with it has just been it's just nicer to look at like it's just smoother and yeah. prettier if you but do yeah, real photography and you you know seeing that crispness in the vi- visually or maybe video stuff then it makes sense but honestly if most people's most people's eyes can't even i know it's a display and i'm not really talking about this is you know i'm kind of speaking out of um uh out of lane here but in general i know when we talk about just like uh the the, the resolution most yeah. people's eyes can't really discern i mean you know, they, I wouldn't say they can't discern. But I, know, I think there's like levels of like HDTV that eyes can't really discern for the most part. You know what I mean? You know sure, what I mean? Sure. My experience with Retina has been, so when the first time you look at a Retina display, you'll be like, oh yeah, it looks, it looks nice. I mean, it's not nothing special. And then if you use that Retina, for, Retina display for a while and then go back to a non-Retina, that's when I really noticed that. Like, oh wow, okay, this does look old and, and kind, of, kind of pixelated compared to what I'm used to looking at. But, yeah. the, but going up to it the first time is not like a mind-blowing experience. At least for me, it wasn't. Yeah, and I guess my point is then, of course. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And if you're comparing, if you were to look at them side by side, you'd probably notice if you kind of went back and forth. Yeah. But is it necessary for what you're doing it or right. and using it for? And if they had an option for non-Bredna, if that's the, where the bulk is coming from, um, then that would be nice. Yeah. On, this, on, on another note, though, I think the Retina display also comes a little bit more, uh, comes with a little bit more um, uh, uh, durability, perhaps. I think they might the glass might be stronger. Or something like that. So, I don't actually know. Um, so, are you, are you planning on knocking over your desktop? Often? No, no. I mean, you never know. <laughs> well, though. I mean, you never, not planning, you never know. You weren't planning uh, on throwing your laptop around. Either, yeah, I mean, so. some of the, the <laughs> issue with some of those old school, um, you know, HD TVs is like the larger screens. You know, if they ever got laid on their back, I mean, it's the weight of the screen itself uh, yeah. uh, wouldn't be good for it. Um, yeah. So, gotcha. I, I don't know where this technology has come come yeah. from. Um, 
But okay. yeah, the retina display isn't needed. I don't know. So, right. so I'm looking at the IMAX right now. Yep. So um, these, so these are the non-retina IMAX here: the 21 yeah. and a half inch and the 27 inch. Yeah. Um, if I had money, the 27 inch looks really nice. I'm so on the fence, man. I'm so torn, man. Yeah. Um, the 20. I recently saw a 27 inch in person, and it was bigger than it was in my mind. It it's, was. That's it's a, huge. It's a big computer. It's a beast, man. It's a yeah. beast. But at the same time, for that additional uh, size, you also get some good, nice stuff inside as well. Yeah. Um, but for the additional size, so you just hold off and just get a second monitor for a 21 Good. inch. Exactly. You know, extend it. Because honestly, the width of it really matters more for me, especially if you're doing data yeah. stuff, which yeah. it is, I think, still a little bit longer. But um, it's not, I mean, the height of it does, is less important. Yeah. I'm, not gonna yeah. be, I'm not buying this computer to watch movies on, yeah. uh, you know, or, or, or whatever. Um, yeah. So uh, in terms of its configuration, again, my issue is that you have to get it, you have to buy it. Configure it with the 16 uh, gig, gigabyte if you want it. Um, the 500 gigabyte one only comes at, well, let's say, all right. So they have a lower one, the 500 gigabyte hard drive one. It only comes with 8 gigabytes, not even configurable at 16. So it's almost like, okay, if you want to keep this for a long term, we're going to force you to go up to the next one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By design. That's what it seems like they're doing. Um, at a higher price point, you can now get a computer that can be configured at 16 gigabyte uh, RAM. And um, with that, you get a terabyte of hard drive. But I don't even know if a terabyte is necessary. No. Uh, because of, you know, everybody keeps stuff Everything's elsewhere. in the cloud. Yeah. And things I'm rocking the, the smallest hard drive you can get on a MacBook Pro, and I'm not even using, like, half of it. Exactly. I, I don't need a terabyte. Yeah. And then uh, someone made a good point. I was watching online um, some just different videos. You know, a person that is going to use a lot of space let's say a um, you know, person that does video editing and stuff like that, they're probably right. going to use something else anyway. They might configure some sort of uh, network-attached storage or yeah. some sort of portable drive or something that's going to back up things, even yeah. cloud. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be really using other stuff. So is a terabyte needed? I don't know, yeah. man. Um, so I wish they had it configurable, configured to maybe a 500-gig drive. Maybe that 500-gig could be Flash because uh, they have all these things that they offer like um, – Actually, you can't get a you can't you know sorry you can get a, a five twelve gigabyte flash drive, but it, I think it's way more expensive. You know what Probably. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, come on, man. What are, what are we doing here? <laughs> what, are, what are we doing here, people? I'm love I'm loving hearing your your just thought process as you're looking at this Mac stuff. Being a long time PC person, it's yeah interesting. It, or at least give me the ability to later install a flash drive like the old. Yeah. Uh, MacBook Pros, you could yeah. swap out your uh, hard it's drive, true. spinning hard drive, with the flash drive, man, at your own cost. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this you, the the changes that Apple has done to their hardware were controversial even among Apple people because Apple used to be pretty configurable. You used to be able to do quite a bit, and that's why you have guys like John Syracuse and Merlin Mann who are using the previous version of the Mac Pro, yeah. like that, like you know, six, seven, eight-year-old computers because they could mess with the internals, get it, you know, so it's still usable today and are skeptical of, uh, you know, moving into something else. Yeah. What, have you heard them talk about any sort of desktops and stuff? I know, like, the, I think the previous model you can add RAM into, but when you start looking at used or refurbished or, like, you know, Apple-certified stuff, the cost is still high. Like it's- yeah, and you're not gonna find you're not gonna find the previous version of the Mac Pro anywhere official. It's I mean it's old, yeah. real old. 
So, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't have, you know, I was actually going as far as uh, looking at Hackintoshes, basically yeah, PCs yeah. and stuff. But I was like, you know, which would be good if I, A, didn't need something <coughs> ultra reliable. And if yeah. I had time, like back in the day, to fiddle, do more fiddling, I right. enjoy that stuff. Right. But I know it's going to require fiddling. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, one new release from Apple may make my video drive everything up. Well, and, and, I mean, there is an imminent new operating system coming out this fall. From I mean, I, I guess at this point it's yearly, so that's not a big deal. But, yeah, I mean, the whole point, one of the points, I think, of going Apple is, like, the lack of fiddling. So, yeah. I mean, if you, if you are a fiddler and you have the time to fiddle and you want to fiddle, Mac is Apple is no longer the, the the way to go. But if you just want to get something reliable that runs well um, and you don't want to mess around with it, then it becomes more more reasonable. Yeah. So I'm getting the sense then that you're thinking of the 21.5 inch iMac non Retina. Is that am I right? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Um, I do really like the 27 inch. They're they're nice and sexy. It'd be yeah. nice if they maybe had a dimension in between. Um, maybe you can find a used 27. Yeah, but I, I won't want to be able to get like the at least some sort of warranty or something. I, I would need something yeah. on it because that's another thing. These things because you can't tinker yourself. Everything must be done by yeah. them. Or, I'm or, pretty sure if you do if you buy it through Apple, you can get the Apple Care uh, like warranty stuff. Yeah, so them. I'll look cool, at man. it. Um, I, again, I wish I could get it with the Fusion Drive. Looks interesting, um, mm-hmm. given that it. Um, Given that it, you know, it uses both uh, flash storage and spinning disk storage, and so yep. your programs boot quicker. Um, you know what? Though one thing I noticed, I don't know how much time you have, but I'm going to kind of just rant on. No, a bit. yeah, no, no rush. The first I mean, Apple, we, we've already we've already lost everybody who doesn't care about Apple stuff. Or I know, anything. yeah. So it's fine. It's just me and you now, man. Because me <laughs> and you. But uh, so I went to the Apple store. The, I went to the Apple store twice. The first time, this one guy, like, you know, I've kind of heard online some of these people don't really know what they're talking about in terms of technical stuff. He, he begins to explain to me how memory works. And I, and I, asked, I was just asking because knowing nothing about Apple, you know, in terms of its programming and its OS and stuff, does it efficiently use memory? So will 8 gigabytes basically go a longer way um, with the Apple product? I, I probably didn't ask the question well. Um, I've since kind of looked back and been like, oh, that's what I was trying to ask. Yeah. Does it use memory, does it use RAM more efficiently than, let's say, Windows in terms of like, does it dump? I think in terms of like garbage collection is one one technique, and another one I can't remember what it's called. But once it gets done with the program, does it like you know make that RAM available quickly? You know, what I mean? you know what I mean. Is it efficient? I don't. I have no idea. And um, this guy just goes proceeds to tell me, well, memory is like you know you know table space. You know, the more things you start putting on it, it uses it up like the space on the table. And I'm like, what are right. you? Talk- Come on, man. And I'm just like, and then he was like, he was like. He said something. I was like, just got frustrated. I'm like, come on, bro. It, it, it's, <laughs> the second time I was at the store, it, it was less technical, but I liked. He gave me a demonstration of exactly what I kind of wanted to see and okay, how it happened. Cool. He just kind of like opened up all the programs, and yeah, I got yeah. to see how eight gigabytes performed. And also, I got to see how you can within Apple. And I've looked since looked this up and why it works. I guess how Apple's applications are installed are they're, they're done really differently. Like the application itself is within its own file i guess essentially yeah versus windows I, opens it up and add things or registries installs is things that all the, all is the that place. sandboxing i know it's uh, maybe sandboxing I, i'm not sure i know to in order to sell your program through the app store it has to be sandboxed um 
but Apple doesn't have Apple's programs are not sandboxed, and you can sell things like through your website, and they don't have to be sandboxed. But I know to be officially distributed by Apple, they have to do that, and that's basically like I think they're fully contained within themselves and won't affect other things if they hang up and crash. Yeah, and that that may be it. And so if something happens, you just close that one program. You know yeah. what you can yep. do in Windows yep. too, but at the same time, on Windows, it has the potential to lock your whole system up more, more so. Exactly. You yeah. know. Yeah. And so there's a. There's a, for, a thing called force quit in Apple, which I very, very, very rarely have to use if a program is really locking up. But it won't shut down my whole computer if I do that. Yeah. And so um, I'm, I'm noticing it's similar, but it might just be more efficient. And that's just how its OS works in general and how programs yeah. get installed. You know what I mean? And that's what, I'm, that's what I'm learning, just kind of looking online and actually using the product and stuff like that, which, which I actually like. Those are some nice touches. Um, yeah. Like really, it's a, and I, back from my programming days, I always knew like the OS. Uh, there was this fundamental differences in how the operating system was developed. Yeah. I, they've probably since changed, but I, I believe that these fundamental differences are still there. Um, they just may be different. And now I kind of get it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is how it works. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I just kind of went on a rant there. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's good. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking. I'm really, I'm kind of over the fence. One leg over the fence. Uh-huh. I've I've tried to, I've tried to, uh, kind of look into all the possible scenarios of how to avoid spending that much money. Because I remember looking. Make sure you get the educational discount. I don't know what it is. It's not it, huge. It's but not it's something. huge, man. But it's something. Yeah. 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 Um, I still may try to see if I can find an old, like a one year. The one, the iMac that you can maybe add more RAM to, because that's all I really care about. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if I'd be able to find it at the price point that I'm looking to buy it, because like I said, they keep their value. Um, so that's one thing. Yeah, it's true. They definitely do. Um, I've explored the Hackintosh idea. The only, the, the thing is, so I told you, I think I've originally told you when I was exploring this, is the ability to put, to put Windows on it is important to me. Uh, yep. Because they're going to have some, you know, I found an article, it was a blog, that basically described me. You know, I'm a, I'm a yeah. Windows user looking to go to Apple because I want to do some other things. Like, I, I think I potentially want to get into – I like the podcasting stuff. Apple, I, using your products is so much easier. Uh, maybe yeah. I want to eventually play around with video type of stuff because, I mean, it's just interests or hobbies that I want right. to explore. Um, uh, I want a reliable product. Uh, and I want the ability to also uh, install sort of more specific Windows software. Now, there's no way right. to install um, – Apple's OS on PCs easily unless you right. bought a Hackintosh, but you got to be very careful in terms of what you put into your PC to make it work. And then you got to be probably uh, more uh, meticulous in keeping that stuff updated. Which th- I don't have time for that. Um, right. Secondly, um, if r- realistically, if I were, this is the thing. So people don't understand too. You know, and I know I've complained about it. Looking at the price points to build a PC, for the most part. At the same level, it's not like you're saving that much money if you save money. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? To build a good PC, if you were, if I were to get a MacBook Pro and try to pack it with everything in the MacBook Pro, if the prices are going to come out almost the same. It's not, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then it you still to, built it. It used to not be that way, but I think it, it is that way now. Yeah. So, you know, I've kind of looked into that too. Um, it, and when I, then I, for me, being a grad student and stuff like that, the price what gets added into the price is time spent. You know what I mean? Right. I don't have time to do that. Or uh, if I'm working on something, I, I don't have time for it to go down. You know yep. what I mean? And then I have to fiddle around with it. So that, that gets added into 
you know, the price I'm willing yep. to pay too. So, so that's legitimate. And then, like I said, I can easily install Windows on the on the on the Apple. Um, yep. So that's where well, I'm at. I feel like yeah, like we've lost everybody. It's 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 fine. It's this, fine. But uh, I'm glad I got to kind of talk out my thoughts. And I don't know what's your what's your point? What's your I opinion being a sort of a long term user? I've kind of heard it a little bit, but uh, uh, I mean, I I I. I've loved every Apple product that I've owned for the for the most part, especially computer wise. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's a, a move in a good direction. I mean, I don't think SPSS is super great for uh, for Apple products, but if you're running Windows, that might be it. Probably runs better in Windows. I think it runs terribly in everything. SPSS is that's, it's, that's, it's, a, it's that's a great point. It's ta- <laughs> it's terribly bogged. Anyway, I, I have another opinion on that. A long rant. I'm not going to get into that, but I think I mean. When it comes to the way I think about Apple is that I appreciate the attention to detail, hardware and software wise, which some people would argue software wise that's been kind of falling by the wayside a little bit. But at least as compared to a lot of PC, my PC experience in undergrad, um, this has just been a much more enjoyable way to interact with computers yeah. and just enjoying the hardware more. What year did you graduate undergrad? Again? Uh, 2009. So you might have been, were you in the, what, what operating system was out for Windows back then? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, you uh, might have been. I in... do know, I used the the same Apple laptop all four years of undergrad and okay. still sold it for like 800 bucks at the end of that. Yeah, yeah. So I really, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, do I get Apple Care? Um, I should, right? For laptops, I think it makes a hell of a lot of sense. For desktop, I don't know. I've never owned an Apple desktop actually, so I'm I'm less sure about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. What What do you think about pulling the trigger? Is it still kind of up in the air? Uh, I'm looking in the thing. I'm looking at different ways to save money. As yeah. far as looking at what states have tax-free holidays when they're coming up that are nearby me. Um, <laughs> that's that's getting into the details. The educational discounts, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Amazon's having this like Prime Day. I want to see if okay. by chance they have an Apple like at a discounted price, Maybe. just by chance. Yeah. Because um, it's a lot of money. Um, but I'm far enough to. Uh, I went ahead and got a credit card specifically for this. That would be zero percent, yeah, um, and also like a hundred dollars cash back. Um, nice. So you're 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 putting the uh, what you need into place to make it happen. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, it's a it's a huge purchase, man. And it is. Uh, we'll see. Yep. Well, I mean, if you think too, I mean, computers, especially in our line of work, there is probably no other tool in your life that you use as often as your computer. Yeah, man. So you want it to be something that you actually enjoy using, first of all, and it's actually reliable and, and good. So yeah. yeah, cool. Well, this is going to officially be our longest episode ever, I think. <laughs> it's me just. But ranting. I think I think it's only appropriate because it had been about three weeks since we had spoken to each other. So yeah. Plus, we still have stuff on our list that we can hit, we can hit up next time. Sounds good. Next time we record, I will have already done a day or two at my new job. So maybe I'll be seeking some advice for you about how to really, you know, be awesome. I feel like you've got some good experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a, uh, my old job, maybe I need to calm down. One of my coworkers was like, hey, man, you can't be Superman. <laughs> I was knocking things out of the park, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, all right, cool. Well, that's all I've got. You have anything else? Um, nah, man. Uh, people, people, 
Uh, if you like us, rate, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. All right. Cool. Thanks. See you next time. See you next time.